Welcome to Spectacular Slovakia, the podcast in which we explore everything related to Slovakia, from culture to travel tips. I'm Anna Fay, and this week, my colleague Peter and I will talk about some unknown names and places in Bratislava. He came from this, you know, family that was really into winemaking, and his father really wanted him to take over the business. But he was just like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Because, in, you know, in high school and later at universities, he just really fell in love with physics. But before we talk about the lesser-known people and places that have shaped Bratislava, let me tell you a little bit about our spectacular Slovakia travel guides, which are the perfect travel companions for your trips around Slovakia. Go to shop.spectator.sk to choose from our selection of six tourist guides in English, focusing on Slovakia as a whole, as well as several Slovak regions in detail. And we have a special surprise for you. Our new guide on the Tatra region is on its way. And now, here's the show. Thanks for joining me today, and let's uh, learn about some <laughs> unknown places and names. Yeah, let's go. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> so <laughs> is it the right paper? Yes, it's the right paper. <laughs> so, first of all, I did not know this, as with most of these facts. <laughs> uh, the first intercity flight took place from Bratislava yeah. to Trinava. So, can you explain who was behind that flight, when it took place? There was this aviation pioneer called Andrei Kvas, and he was really like a fan of planes. And so in 1908, he he actually did this first flight, and that took him 50, like nearly one hour. Today it would be much faster by plane, although there are no planes going <laughs> going to travel. Oh, that's a shame. But that would be like in so five far. minutes. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, that was his like first attempt in 1908 um, in the summer. And what's interesting is that he actually flew barefoot, and probably he even didn't have breakfast. Oh, that is horrible. Because he was the first one, you know. He didn't know what to expect if it's gonna fall. Or something so he just wanted to make sure that he's as light as possible <laughs> probably <laughs> oh that's a, that's a, that's really interesting but oh my goodness can you imagine flying on an empty stomach barefoot <laughs> okay so from flying to treasure um mm-hmm. i didn't know this either <laughs> that's that's how i will start every single fact on this page i think but um a treasure is actually hidden in the statue on top of michael's gate yeah but you know michael's gate yes i love saint michael's gate So yeah, there's a treasure hidden okay. on the top. So as I understand it, it's the only entrance to the the castle gate that has been preserved. There's originally four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so describe this this treasure and where it's hidden. What well, is it? From what I learned, you know, there is this, and I think everyone can see it when <laughs> they come to this gate that you know on the top of it there is this. Uh, 50 meter high tower, copper tower, and on the top of this tower, there's a statue of Archangel Michael. And in his, I think, in his head, you know, when they tried to fix it in uh, for the first time in 1845, his head was opened. Phlebotomy <laughs> on the statue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the mayor ordered to, you know, fix the statue, and so they opened his head, and there was this box inside, and you know. There was just this copper plate uh, with the engraved text about the author of the statue. Then there was this tiny uh, silver box with relics of saints and then different banknotes, coins. That's really cool. So um, is that now like in a 
museum or, or something like that? Or is it still in the head? Were they like, okay, let's just keep it there? Good question. I really hope that it's in his head. Yeah, I know, because it's not very nice to just... <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just going to open it like in another 100 years, probably. Yeah, okay. That's kind of cool. Let's just wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> If they're going to be still alive. The great-grandchildren <laughs> will, yeah. Um, okay, and so number three, uh, the first permanent cinema. Uh, <laughs> I've got a good question. Okay. <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, what we should put into that box. What would you put in? I would insert my picture. A picture of you? <laughs> no explanation, just your picture. Just a picture. Yeah. Oh, what would I put? I don't know, because the most precious things in my life besides people are like edible things that would, <laughs> that, would that would go off. Um, yeah, maybe I would like write write something, <laughs> like a spectator article. <laughs> we, oh, we could put an issue of the spectator in there. Yeah, and chocolate bars. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a deal. So tell me more yeah. about electobioscope. Scope. The, mm-hmm. the yeah. first permanent cinema here that still that was, yeah, works? That, yeah, that was the first permanent cinema that was opened in 1905. And, you know, the first side where it was like housed, there was this hotel called Green Tree, an interesting name for a hotel. And it's today's Carlton. So, uh-huh, yeah. But then this electrobioscope moved to Hvizoslav Square and... and it's been there until today, so... But, of course, it's not called Electrobioscope. Um, <laughs> that's just a weird name. It's called Mardost uh, today. But in the past, it just really changed uh, the name very often. So uh, it was called Welsh Begiddel. I can't speak German, so I really hope that I pronounce it well. But so, yeah, Welsh Begiddel <laughs> during, during the Second World War. And after the Second World War... Uh, the cinema was called Stalingrad. But now it's called Mladost. Mladost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that which mean is, youth? Or? Yeah, which is really like paradoxically, you know, the oldest probably. Yeah, uh, yeah you gotta Still you know, keep it ironic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting, you mentioned the, the Carlton. And as I understand it, it had some famous guests back in the day, one of them being Thomas Edison. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, fun fact. <laughs> I think, yeah, I read about See, it. See, something I do not know much about. But... I, I read about it on The Spectator. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oops. Oh. Okay. I'm going to catch up with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guess what? I know this fact, um, uh, or person rather. Um, uh-huh. So can you talk about the Shon Nazi, who sh- we should mention has nothing to do with Nazis. It's it's completely different. And he now has a statue um, in Old Town by... Uh, I think this is the main square? The main square, yeah. yeah. Um, so what did he do to, to earn earn a statue of himself well he just you know loved sweets and cakes just like i do so i really <laughs> hope that one day i'm gonna have a statue it doesn't have to be in bratislava though <laughs> somewhere else in my hometown mm-hmm. probably so yeah he was a fan of sweets and uh, back then he was really you know he he loved wearing you know fancy clothes like uh, this you know tail coat and he used to hold a stick in his hand and he really looked neat every time people met him so people really liked him and they decided to just you know have this statue built and placed um, by the main square 
And his um, actual name was Ignaz <laughs> Lamar. <laughs> Ignaz Lamar, which reminds me of Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Perhaps they're related. Who knows? <laughs> um, and so, Sean Nazi, is that... Sean is, uh, yeah, it's German. Mm-hmm. So it means, like, uh, nice. And Nazca, that's, like, a short form for Ignaz. Like, a nicer way. Uh, to address Ignaz, you would say Natsuko. Yeah, as I understand it, he passed away in the, the 1960s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting because if you talk to the older generation in Bratislava, some of them actually remember seeing him around town. So Like who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, my boyfriend's grandfather, Yay. for instance. <laughs> Also, uh, apparently... Point number five. There, yes, point number <laughs> five. Um, there was a children's pool on Safarik Square at one point. Safarik Kovonamis Gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Safarik. Safarik Square at one point, yes. Yeah, just a small one for children. <laughs> but, you know, in the park, so when you are on that square, you can see today there is a park. But before the park, there was this printing and publishing house owned by Jan Michael Landerer. And so he was a printer. He even published Pressburg Zeitung, which was a newspaper back then. But then uh, this printing house was in 1944. It was bombed. And so instead of rebuilding the house, uh, just the park was created um, there. And by this park, there was this playground uh, which was surrounded with brick walls, and there was this pool uh, for children, which would be a cool thing to have it now, although I don't know yeah. where I would place it. Right. It, do you know why they got rid of it? It was just sort of... They probably did, because I didn't see it there. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a fountain. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fact number six. The old bridge, so study most. Mm-hmm. It's changed its name several times actually throughout history. Yeah. So when was this uh, bridge first constructed and why did it have name changes? It was built in 1890. That was the first permanent bridge um, in uh, in the capital. And its first name was actually Franz Joseph I Bridge because, uh, you know, the ruler of Austria-Hungary he attended the opening, and so they just named it after after the ruler. And then in 1918, when you know the empire fell apart, it just uh, got a different name. So the first Czechoslovak Republic was um, established in 1918, and the bridge was named Stefanik Bridge. You know, if some people follow the situation in Slovakia, they might know that uh, Milan Rasislav Stefanik he has become the greatest Slovak uh, this year. so mm-hmm. And he was a politician, or a statesman, some may say. Then, in April 1945, uh, Germans just blew it up. Mm-hmm. So it had to be rebuilt. Um, and this is really, you know, a cool fact, because, you know, they blew it up in 1945, but then within a year, people just managed to rebuild it. Although it did yeah. not look the same, but still, like, under one year... It's really impressive. Yeah, like, just imagine that we are building highways for some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um And so in 1946, it was uh, named the Red Army Bridge. And it was just because, you know, 600 Soviet soldiers 
uh, were working on the bridge, and besides them, there were also 450 German captives uh, helping them out. So initially, the this bridge was supposed to serve um, the citizens for 15 years, but uh, as we know, well, it had to wait for its uh, latest reconstruction for more than 50 years. So we know that in 2013, um, a reconstruction began, and it ended uh, three years later in 2016. Okay. 1944, that sort of most agree was the the worst war experience in Bratislava mm-hmm. um, uh, because the bombardment of Apolka mm-hmm. occurred. So can you explain what that is? Oh, Apolka or basically that was the Apollo refinery at that time. And so they produced Vaseline, gasoline, <laughs> uh, paraffin, asphalt. And in that summer, 1944, uh, you know, People got used to like mourning overflights by Americans, but on one day uh, in June, uh, they just got really uh, like belated. But then eventually, like thirty-eight aircrafts uh, dropped bombs on the refinery premises, and it is said that the smoke was really so huge that it was reportedly seen in Vienna, and after all, one hundred and twenty bombers dropped one thousand five hundred bombs. And that was just because they could not really see their targets, the refinery, so also some parts of Bratislava uh, were bombed. And um, eventually, 176 people died during the bombardment, and, and that included not just Apollo workers, but also some Bratislavans. Many people um, who died, they were actually lying in puddles of fuel, burning to death. Ooh. Now, this fact I, I do find really interesting. Um, so, um, the. Because um, an American is involved? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. I just, uh, I never knew this. So, um, the American Wright brothers, Orville and Wilbur, they are credited with being the first um, people to fly. Yeah. They created sort of the, the modern plane. But actually, a Bratislavan was the first man to fly in the world. So, why don't we know him? <laughs> <laughs> Who well, is this I, guy? Well, I must say that he was born in uh, Zvolenska Slatina, which is a village next to my hometown, uh-huh. and then he moved to Bratislava. Uh, so yeah, sort of Bratislavan, sort of not. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he was a he was an aviation engineer, and he invented the first horizontal propeller in uh, 1895, and he also tried to take off, but that was like two years later. Mm-hmm. So in uh, in May 1897. And this attempt was actually witnessed by the military commission. He found himself like three meters above the ground. And then he also invented a helicopter, or he is credited with this invention. Um, And he did his first flight in 1902. Um, And that was as long as one uh, kilometer. And you asked me why he is not known. Yeah, poor guy. Well, that's because that commission did not support his invention for some reason. Yeah, that's a shame. And then, of course, the Wright brothers came a year after, well, yeah, uh, yeah in 1903. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing Kitty Hawk. It flew for 39 meters and yeah. they were above ground for 12 seconds. Yeah. I just like the name, yeah. Kitty Hawk. Yeah, Kitty Hawk. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> Poor guy, though. Jan, Jan Bahu. <laughs> okay, so also, um, a Bratislavan received a Nobel Prize, um, but he was stated as a German physicist. So mm-hmm. who is this guy and why did he win the prize? 
His name is Philip Eduard Anton von Lennart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite a long name. And yeah, so he he was awarded a Nobel Prize in Physics for his work on cathode rays in 1905. And what's interesting is that his father, or he came from this, you know, family that was really into winemaking, and his father really wanted him to take over the business. But he was just like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Because, you know, in high school and later at universities, he just really fell in love with physics. So he became a physicist. And, um, yeah, he, he, he got this Nobel Prize, but actually he could have been awarded two more Nobel Prizes. It just um, did not work out well for him. Mm -hmm. And then, as I understand it as well, unfortunately, Anton von Lennard, he, he hated the English, but also he supported Hitler. Yeah. Mm. Not a nice thing to talk about. No, though. no. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. Maybe that's why I've never heard of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, maybe it's because also I did not like physics in school. <laughs> Physics is hard, yes, for sure. <laughs> the last fact, tourists probably have seen this by um, St. Michael's Gate. Mm -hmm. um, there's a little bar, I believe, and I forget the name of it, but it has like this head coming out with the cloak, the executioner's yeah. head. And there's a reason for that, because around that area is where beheadings used to take place in Bratislava. So, <laughs> dreary topic, but can you talk about beheading in Bratislava? It's my favorite topic. Yeah. <laughs> Slow beheading. <laughs> no, but actually, the first place where those beheadings uh, took place, that was the main square. Mm -hmm. But then people were like, because that was a place where also, you know, markets and fairs took place. And so people got really fed up with beheadings in that particular place. <laughs> yeah. So they just moved it a bit further. And so the beheadings then used to take place by Michael's Gate. Right, okay. This is a nice ending right <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> do, do you have any other facts in the back of your head? <laughs> I can't think of any related to Bratislava. <laughs> well, next time I'll prepare something. Yeah, well, so I hope, listeners, you, you learned a few things you didn't know about Bratislava. And thank you, Peter, for um, imparting your, your Bratislavan wisdom My pleasure, my pleasure. <laughs> to listen to more of spectacular slovakia episodes just go to spectator.sk or choose any of the available streaming services including soundcloud spotify as well as google and apple Podcasts. thanks for listening